Well, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to the queue. Welcome to the queue. Welcome to the queue. We are honored and blessed to have you here. It's been a minute since we've even had church. Uh, we've had a lot of things going on. I mean, from uh, we can get into that later. I've been hacked. I've been this. I've been that. But we hopefully prayerfully back. We don't know if we even own the day, but we're giving it our best shot. But at least we know the podcast is on. So, man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, first of all, we wanted to say thank you for once again waking us up. God, we woke up to the birds chirping, uh, to the chickens and everything that we can hear, dogs barking in our neighborhood. We just want to say thank you for that blessing of getting us up, God. Continue to be with all those that are continually traveling all over the country, man, especially all the bikers uh, from Raleigh to California, to different parts of the globe. Just protect them as they return home safe. God, continue to be with uh, my club brother who went down, who had an accident, continue to allow the uh, recovery uh, to be a good process, to let nothing be uh, hurtful or harmful, nothing to be broken, but for him to just be healed, to continue to just make us laugh, make us just have a joyful noise with the jokes that he tell, continue to bless Queen City Bible Churches. We just do what we ask to do, God. We've had some stumbling blocks the last couple of weeks and may even have some more stumbling blocks, God, but we get up every Sunday just to serve and honor and lift you up, Jesus Christ, because you came on this earth so that we can just, might not be perfect every time we do something, but as long as we do it, we do it with prayer and we do it with the belief in you, the mission will be accomplished. Maybe not when we see it, but when you see it, Maybe sometime even when we see it, we get scared of what we see. But we're asking you, Jesus Christ, to bless us in your name. But this we truly want to say, amen, amen, amen. Well, good morning. How's everybody doing? We are honored and great to stand before you. We are honored and blessed to be back. We are just enjoying this journey. We have had a ball the last couple of weeks. We've had some troubling times the last couple of weeks. I have been mad, angry, frustrated all that good stuff but we are able to stand uh before you uh on this day uh, even if we ain't on social media for those that are here we'll be posting the podcast why not even be able to do that today <laughs> but we'll be able to do something but we are just honored you know we're in a series we're in chapter 17 uh, verses 10 through 15, chapter 17, verses 10 through 15, we're in the book of Acts, and it's simply just here, a uh, series that we're called, or we're calling it, is simply just stand for something. And I'm going to open up with this here, I open this up with a conversation uh, that I had had with a Muslim brother who really just took time out to educate me, but when he talked to me, he was simply just saying, it doesn't matter what you stand for, as long as what you stand for is positive. And, and, and I took that and I ran with it because what he was saying was so true. Even if you say, and I'm not, look, we're living in America, we're living in a world, so I can say, that even if you don't believe in Jesus, as long as you stand for something. I was talking the other day and I was talking about the people that's going around hacking everybody on Facebook. And I was saying, what's sad is they don't even know their worth. They don't even know how valuable they are because the little 50 cent that they think they make, they may be making more than that. They can make a ton more because there is companies out there 
that hire people like that and pay them six, seven figures a year to protect their company. But what these people rather do is get $50, here, $25, see $100, instead of knowing their worth. They're not standing for anything. So when we just stand for something, and sometimes when you stand for something, you got to have people in your life that's going to tell you that's something good to stand for or bad to stand for. You just can't get in your feelings if they say to you, that's really not you. You can't get in your emotions if they say, that's really not you. But then you also, because we human, you can't allow fear when they say, I see this in you. I see what you're doing is for you. That's what you need to stand on. That's what your principle is. Sometimes when people uh, uh, give us that pat on the back or cheer us on, fear within ourselves calls us to quit. I know I say this. I know other pastors say this. There's a lot. There's millions of great dreams. There's billions of dollars in the grave from someone that never was able to produce their own dreams. They was afraid to stand for how they felt that something was important. I jumped right into my intro because I was so eager because I hadn't been in a minute. But I'm coming back to that. What I want to say now is, guys, if God lays it on your heart, please support Queen City Biker Church. Uh, please uh, pay your tithes and offering. Please support us. Please be there for us. Please help us continue to move in a good direction if we want to. You can go to our cash app, capital letters QCBCCLT, or just key in uh, Queen City Biker Church. Continue to listen to the podcast, the Q Talk to listen to the podcast, the Q-Talk, because if you're not seeing this on social media, when I do get back up and running, I'm going to be posting this so you'll be able to go back and listen to the podcast, the Q-Talk. And listen, the first weekend in August, we're getting there, uh, but I'm coming back to something, but I got to skip over what I'm talking about. The first weekend in August, um, my chapter of Rare Breed, Palmetto Flock, Columbia Rare Breed, is having our, our inaugural annual our inaugural anniversary, and we want to see you in the place. Pack your bags, come how you want to come. Flip-flops, tennis shoes, boots on, we don't care. Come fellowship function with the flock. We're <laughs> going to have a great time. But listen, I almost got really discouraged because I was like, oh, man, these hackers have done this, done done this. And I was thinking that we probably was not going to be able to have our biker Sunday. Because that's the day that we actually saying that that's when we going uh, that's our inaugural to this new building. And I was a little down in the dumps. I was a little hurt driving the truck for getting to turn left, turn right. And I was just all messed up because, you know, life happens. And it wasn't, I wasn't the only one that it was happening to, but I had uh, so much riding on our social media to promote our Biker Sunday, which is July the 30th, which is July the 30th. And, and now that we going to get back on track. Hopefully, we, we're going to continue to do that. Might not be nobody here if we don't get social media up. But we're going to do everything in our powers to get this thing started because we we are ready. We feel like it's time. We're still coming in and out of this building, setting up different ways, uh, figuring things out, figuring out the internet, figuring out this. I mean, we just still figuring it out. It's just taking a little longer than we want, but we're blessed that, that, that we didn't rush it.
We're blessed that we took our time. And that's something that we don't do. But I'm saying this last because now I'm going back to my intro. When you stand in for something that you feel is positive, when you stand in for something that you feel is going to take you in a positive direction, sometimes you got to slow down. As much as I wanted to, as much as Eric, God, son, Pastor E, I don't got so many nicknames, Jack Cole, I don't know. But as much as what I wanted to do, I had to teach myself to slow down, to be patient, to take my time. But most importantly, to stay on course. Because we lose that passion sometimes. Because when you look at Paul, when you look at Paul, especially in chapter 17, Paul ain't quit. Paul is not quit. I mean, Paul, I'm going to be honest with you, as I'm reading this, because we're verse by verse expository teaching. As I'm reading this here, I can see me quitting. I can see me praying to Jesus, praying to the Holy Spirit to guide me in a different direction, to take me in a different direction, because I just simply can't do this no more, God. I can't take this no more. This is overbearing me, God. This is weighing me down, God. This is hurting me, God. I can't take no more of these physical beatings. I can't take no more of these people. We go through this even in today's time. I can't take no more of these pretending Christians trying to be my friend, hanging around me just to bring me down and tear me down. God, I get weak at some moments. I can't continue to do this. I watched the pastor the other day, and it kind of disturbed me. His whole sermon was to beat up and knock down what Bishop T.D. Jakes is doing. And then he even said in his sermon, I've never met the man. But what I realized as I watched his sermon, he's a Republican. I'm not picking this, not politics, but he was really trying to get the wrong message across. Because everything he was knocking down that Bishop Jakes is doing, if you listen to what he was doing, it was things that Bishop Jakes is doing is really positive in the community. I don't know that for sure, but I can tell. And I'm sitting there listening to him. I'm thinking, wow, even as high profile pastors that got mega churches, we still take time out to break down another pastor. It happens to people like me at the small level, and it happens to people at the big level. But at some point when that happens, I got to say this. We stand for our own ego. We stand for our own personal gain. And we do that as, look, as pastors, a lot of our messages is personal. You guys just don't know. And they have to be because we go through social experiments in life. And when we go through these social experiments in life, because God gave us a gift to understand and break down the Bible, sometimes we can use the Bible in the wrong way. I don't done it. But it may grow somebody else, but it's really too personal. But because God gifted us with how to read certain scriptures, how to take certain scriptures, we verse by verse. We 100% we verse by verse. So I don't get to do it as much as a topical preacher, but I even God even gives me the gift to take some time to verse by verse and make it personal. 
But when we stand in for something that's positive, and I don't know what that looks like for everybody, and, and it, standing for something positive for me may be in Jesus Christ, but it may not be in you for Jesus Christ. But I can say this, whatever you stand for, Jesus Christ is in it. You may not know it, Jesus Christ is in it. You got to think, Judas turned in Jesus. But Jesus told them it was going to happen before it happened. Judas was just the story that had already been written. Because Jesus already told one of y'all going to turn on me. He already knew. The one who dips is the one who's going to do it. Hey, it's not going to be me. It's not going to be me. But he knew it. So when we stand for something, we're going to go through some trials some tribulations, some letdowns, some beatdowns, some emotions, some draining, some emptiness, some loneliness. When you when you stand, especially in the church, especially in the church, because I already know there's a whole bunch of so-called biker pastors, whatever you want to call it, did everything in their power to knock me down so they can get me out the way, so they can do it their way. But now they're looking back and saying, maybe this wasn't a good idea. But we keep doing it that way. And you look at Paul. Man, I'm telling you, once again, I got to say this. I couldn't do what Paul did. I may think I can. I may think I'm that strong because I can say, oh, I'm that strong. Nah, no, no, I'm not that strong. No. After you done beat me about 50 times, and I'm an adult, as a kid, I understood that I was showing out. As an adult, you done beat me about 50 times. Me and God got to have a talk. God, I'm okay with just having this Bible study in the dungeon. God, I'm okay with having this Bible study at somebody's house. God, I'm okay with having a Bible study at a cigar lounge. God, I'm okay with having a Bible study at the park. That's why I go, God, can I just reach out to them two or three little people or my little small group? And we just do it this way. But that ain't how Paul did it. That ain't the way Paul did it. We in Acts chapter 17, uh, verses 10 through 15, it simply just says in verse 10, immediately when night came, the believers sent Paul and Silas to the city of Beryl. When Paul and Silas, when Paul and Silas arrived in the city of Beryl, they entered the synagogue. Now let's look at something first that happened there. Thessalonians and the city of Barrow is about 46 miles apart. 46 miles apart. Yeah, I researched it. But what we don't know, because I was really, I, I really wanted to know how they got there. And it clearly just said we don't know if they walked or we don't know if they got on a boat. We know there was water in between the two cities. So it, it did not, as much as I dug deep as far as all the stuff that I got that helps me to get there, I couldn't find out if they walked or if they caught a boat. Now, I still want to know it. I'm probably still going to look it up just for me now. But for my teaching purposes, I'm going to say Paul walked 46 miles. And the reason why I'm saying that, because in today's United States of these Americans, there's probably six to eight churches on every block. I'm exaggerating, but I got to say it. There's multiple churches across the street from somebody. And some of y'all, most of y'all, can't walk across the street to the church that's right across the street from y'all house. 
Most of y'all can't eat. Now listen, we, this is just one example of his 46 miles. Since we've been in, 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 in the book of Acts, Paul has done hundreds of miles that we know that was on foot. Because when I see Paul move, if you're following me, I've been telling y'all how he get there. So that's why I feel, and I, I'm, not, I'm not questioning the Bible, but that's why I feel he's still on foot. But I'm saying this to say, Paul went a distance of 46 miles. And then when he got there, he went straight to church. I mean, think about it. He went straight to church. Some of y'all, we have church practically every Sunday. If we ain't having church, ABC Baptist Church, ABC Presbyterian Church, ABC Methodist Church, you know, ABC Zion Church, ABC whatever you want, Catholic Church, ABC Kojic Church, ABC whatever church, there is probably a gazillion churches having church this morning. There's probably even more uh, ministers or deacons or pastors or whatever just simply having church online every week during the weekday. There's always somebody from gospel singers who want to start preaching. They now using the social media. But there's church everywhere. And some of y'all rather tune church off, but listen to something that's going to bring you down. Some of y'all ladies want to listen to music by other female rappers simply degrading you to the depths of the earth of their soul, but you won't take time out to listen to a young lady pulling you out of there. We caught up in the wrong thing. And we got to stand on the grounds of something. Because it's not hard to find Jesus. You just got to find it's not difficult to listen. I get the cute ain't for everybody. My preaching style ain't for everybody. I get that. But there is some type of church out there for you. Elevation ain't for everybody. New birth ain't for everybody. But there's something out there for you. I, I hear people say this a lot. Oh, I don't want to go to a big church and get lost. But you go to a small church and won't do nothing and complain. You don't want to go to a big church and it's too crowded. Oh, they don't do enough in the community. But you'll go to a small church who's working the living snots out of the community, and you may. Oh, they do too much community work. I mean, come on. You got, you, you got to find a happy medium somewhere. I don't know what that medium looks like. But I hear that a lot. There is a church for you. I can make that a promise. This is what I'm finna say. Treat a church like you treat your club. Hang around for a while. Don't commit to the first church you walk in. Come in, hang around for a month. Give every church at least four Sundays. Give them a month. So it may take you a year to visit 12 churches. And then you figure it out which one was closest to where you want to be. You may be, there's some people only going to church for the children ministry. The parents can tell you what the choir son, what the preacher preach. They're just happy to have their children in the children's ministry. There are some people that just drop their kids off in the children's ministry, go have breakfast, come back and pick them up. There's some people that go to church just for the music, just for the drums. There's some people that do go for the word. There's some people that go for the community, sir. There's some people that go for the activities 
that they do within the church. There's some people that pick a church because they have a great couples ministry. There's some men that go to a church because they have an awesome men's ministry. There's some women that go to church because they have a super duper women's ministry. But what I'm getting at is there is a church for you. You just got to go in. Verse 11 and 12 says, the people of Berlin were more open-minded than the people of Thessalonians. They were very willing to receive God's message. And every day they carefully examined the scriptures to see if what Paul said was true. Many of them believers and quite a number of them were prominent Greek men and women. So now Paul and <laughs> you got the little God. Now Paul, he Paul got one mission. I keep telling you that Paul was not a pastor, Paul was not a preacher, Paul was a missionary. Paul's mission was to tell people about Jesus Christ. That's simply what he did. Now Paul doesn't went to a community that these people know Jesus. So now Paul is, and the Bible ain't saying this, but God's son is saying it. Paul is being challenged now. Because now Paul gets to really dig deep to talk about Jesus. Because the scripture just said, wait a minute. These people, they're very open-minded. They was willing to receive God's message. They even examined the scripture to make sure what Paul was saying was true. Many of them, not a few of them, many of them were believers. And quite the number of them was prominent Greek men and women, which there was leadership. There was leadership in this city. There was, there was, there was, there was people, there was teachers, there was principals, there was deacons. There was people who could open up the word of God and teach the word of God. What they needed from Paul was a little bit of boost. What they needed from Paul was maybe my ministry needs a little help. Maybe I need a little bit of help to get over the hump. What they was needing from Paul was a pastor's conference. What they was needing from Paul was a leadership conference. Because you can already tell they was eager and hungry to go out into their community. They was already thriving to go teach in their community. They just need a little bit more knowledge. They already heard who Paul was. We saw that in chapter 16. They already knew who Paul was. So when Paul got there, oh yeah, they was hungry. They was eager. And when Paul was preaching, somebody was saying, we need to look this up. We need to make sure he know what he's talking about. I love that. I love the fact that they were so hungry to grow in Deuteronomy 29 29 Deuteronomy 29 29 simply just said some things are here they belong to the Lord our God but the thing that 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 have been revealed in these teachers belong to us and to our children forever we must we must Obey every word of these teachings. We must obey every word of these teachings. Some things are very hidden. That's why when I talked about the 46 miles, I knew it was 46 miles. But what I didn't know was whether he was walking or whether he was on boat. But I kept digging. I kept digging. I kept digging. I pulled out the book of Paul. I pulled out uh, my, my concordance. I went into Logos. I pulled out everything I could to find it, but I couldn't. Some things are just, and, and they hid for the reason for us to have an example to teach on. I use the fact that Paul walked 46 miles, and some of y'all got nice cars, 
the bus stop right you, you ever notice every location we've been at and we, we've been in what three locations the bus, bus stops right. <laughs> right there we've not tried to do that it's just happened that way every location we've been there and i thought about that the other week when we were the last time we were sitting because i saw somebody standing there i never noticed that the bus stop was there before i thought about, oh that's a bus stop right there so even if you get up in the morning you go out to your car and it won't crank catch the bus a last location you could cop the train <laughs> you know so even for us God is saying, I'm going to give you a way to get there. But I love how it simply just says, they were willing to receive God's message. And every day, they carefully examined the scriptures. Now, let's, let's start right there for a moment. It says, every day, they start right there to examine the scriptures. Y'all know what that tells me? Paul was preaching every day. Paul was teaching every day. Paul wasn't waiting for every Sunday, every Wednesday night, or every Tuesday night, whatever night y'all got. Paul was literally preaching every day. Because it's saying, it, maybe I'm reading it wrong. I read out of God's words translation, but it says, they were willing to receive God's message, and every day they carefully examined the scripture to see if what Paul said was true. Paul was preaching every single day, which means if you work first shift, you can catch him next time. If you work second shift, you can catch him next time. If you work third shift, which meant whatever was in your way, Paul was not going to let that be in his way to teach you. I'm almost willing to believe Paul was like the Jehovah when he was knocking on people's door. And whoever let him in, he preached. And you might not open the door today because you was out there with the sheep. Paul came back later on that evening, he still teeth. Because it says they was hungry for this, they was willing to get this. So Paul actually preached every day. He did not take a break from teaching God's word. I'm sorry to say this, but most preachers, we can forget stuff sometimes. Paul was coming up with something different all the time to teach them about Jesus Christ, and they listened. Verse 13 and 14 says, But when the Jews of Thessalonians found out that Paul was also spreading God's word in Bertha, they went there to upset and confuse the people. The believers immediately sent Paul to the seacoast, but Silas and Timothy stayed in Babylon. You know what I love about that? Look, that, those two verses that I got to rely on is in the midst of darkness, now the community protected Paul. They believed in what Paul was teaching so much, they loved what Paul was teaching so much, they was not gonna let any harm come to this missionary. Hey, bro, they coming for you. They had Paul's back. Hey, bro, they coming for you. Hey, bro, they coming out to get you. Hey, bro, they trying to confuse us and not believe in what you're teaching. Hey, bro, they coming for you. Hey, bro, every time you teach, they trying to discredit what you teach. But this is what we gonna do. We gonna cover you. We got you. Don't worry about it. 
because evil always has a plan to stop God. Evil always has a plan to stop God. Evil always has a plan and a way to, to stop saying the name of Jesus, even if it's publicly, publicly praying, even talking about Jesus, took Jesus out of school, even took black history out of school. You know why it's so important to leave black history in the schools? Because black people believed in Jesus. Our ancestors believe in Jesus. But evil has a way of always removing Jesus out of our lives. Evil has a way of confusing us in what Jesus. There's a lot of preachers that's preaching that has no uh, uh, love for Jesus. They got love for money. They got love for women. They got love for power. They got love for ego. They got love for pride. They got love for self. How many preachers that left their church because of coronavirus? Because they couldn't have church no more, so they started preaching in their home, but they were still taking tithes and offering. They, a lot of preachers, did not go back to church. Because they can do it themselves. But this community said, wait a minute, huh? We're going to work with you, Paul. We got you. This is what we're going to do. We're going to cover. Because we know what you're teaching is real. It might not be what everybody wants to hear, but we know what you're doing is real. We know what you're doing has a lot of faith based in it. So we got you. We got you. But I love how it says the Jews came to confuse the people. They were so upset. Now, once again, y'all, once again, we're not talking about regular folks. We're talking about the very people that should be supporting Paul. Let's not forget, these are the people that should be helping Paul. They should be calling different churches. Or, hey, we got this missionary. He's going to come teach it. Hey, we're going to send a bird, a pigeon. We're going to tie a little note on him because we want Paul to come. Them the people that should have been helping Paul. But it says they were upset and they wanted to confuse the people. But then verse 14 came back and said, hey, time out, stop, wait a minute. Mm -mm. The believers immediately, I, I love that word, it says immediately. As soon as they found out that the evil spirit was here, they immediately covered Paul. They immediately wrapped love around Paul. They immediately wrapped hope around Paul. Now, think about this here. This is something Paul hadn't seen yet. Because usually when they come for Paul, they get Paul. Usually when they come to lie, steal, torture, beat, whatever they was going to do to Paul, think about it. They got to Paul. <clears throat> so for the first time, or one of the first time, Paul is seeing people cover him with love. Paul is seeing people cover him with hope. Paul is seeing people covering him with desires. Paul is seeing people that's covering him with being lifted up. Paul is seeing people that's covering him with it's okay to do what you're doing. Continue to do it your way. We're going to help you do it your way. Paul is now seeing that. Verse 15. The men who escorted Paul took him all the way to the city of Athens. When the men left Athens, they took instructions back to Silas and Timothy to join Paul as soon as possible. You know what they did? They protected every one of the missions, missionaries. Paul 
had a group, and I'm, this just me. I looked this up. Paul didn't just have no regular people escort him. Paul had some warriors. I believe that. Paul had some people around him on this time, on this journey, that if you stepped to Paul, you might have got hurt. I don't believe these were just regular little, you know, two foot three Joes who, who was nervous every time a cricket cricket. No, nah, I believe these were people when they heard a cricket cricket, they were ready. They was, because it said they covered Paul immediately. They loved Jesus so much. They loved what Paul was doing so much. This just me. This ain't in the Bible. They was prepared to protect Paul at all costs. Just like Peter was always prepared to protect Jesus at all costs. Once again, I got to say this. Paul saw some love he hadn't seen in a long time. They wouldn't finna let nothing get to Paul. And then they told Silas and Timothy, y'all just hang out back here for a little while. Then when they made sure Paul was safe, then they instructed Silas and Timothy, now y'all go. See, the heat done died down. The fire done went out. They was protecting the whole word of God. They protected each one of these missionaries from what could have been harm. But you got to understand something. Everybody at this point knew the story of Paul and Silas in prison. They knew what happened. That done spread through the, through this part of the country like, like wildfire that you can't never put out. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 2. 1 Thessalonians 3 and 2, it says, We sent our brother Timothy to you. He serves God by spreading the good news about Christ. His mission, his mission, his mission, his mission, his mission was to strengthen and encourage you in faith. Can we start right there just for a split moment before I pray us out? When they sent Timothy to go be with Paul, because it says they took instructions back to Silas and Timothy. You know what those instructions was to Timothy? Number one, keep serving God. Number two, keep spreading the good news. But most importantly, his mission was to strengthen and encourage Paul in his faith. His mission was to strengthen and encourage you in your faith. That's why I had to say they was covering Paul in the midst of his darkness in ways that Paul didn't see. They was right there for Paul in a way that Paul probably struggled with grabbing himself. But they gave instruction. Look at dude. Look at young Timothy. But you got to remember, Timothy was next. Paul was training Timothy next. But what I love about Timothy is he didn't rush the process. See, the reason why some of y'all ain't successful because you're rushing the process. The reason why some of y'all ain't, ain't going to be successful because God doesn't place you around people that can help you, but because they're not helping you as fast as you want to be helped because you think you know everything, God will remove them out of your way. And now you're stuck at the same place you've been stuck for a long I posted a picture the other day with me and my sponsor, and I said, I'm still a student. That's because I knew what I was going to be talking about today. 
I didn't walk into my new doors thinking I knew everything. I walked in with a notepad and a pen. And I listened. And I ain't in a hurry to accomplish nothing till I'm taught how to make it a better accomplishment. Some of y'all think you know so much, can't nobody teach you nothing. You know why you're in the same place? Because that's all you know. You know why you can't move differently? Because that's all you know. See, even myself, you know how many times I done been told, man, why are you still dealing with them bikes? You too good of a preacher. You should go preach over here. This church, I was just told last week, last week, this week, last week, you need to go over here to this church. They're looking for a preacher. I call ahead. I said, no, nah, they're white for church. They said, no, nah. I said, no, nah, I don't need to go over there then. Yeah, but you, you need to quit wasting your time with them bikers. This church needs a preacher. We're going to, I know the people over there. E, I'm going to send you over there, man. I, and I guarantee they'll love. And I'm like, that's not what God called me to do. I mean, I, 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 and then I asked, I said, are they willing to change their name? They can leave their name with it. I'm okay with that. They can still be ABC, but the end of their name is going to be Biker Church. I, I don't know if they're willing to do that, then I'm not willing to change. Because, see, I was able to stand on that ground. I knew this person. I was able to stand on that ground because I wasn't already a church. I hadn't been a church for 15, 20, 12 years. Now, all of a sudden, I got on the vest. Because that's what happened to a lot of preachers that hang in the bike room. They've been a church so many years, the church didn't work the way they wanted to work. Now, everything they wanted to do was bikers. I was able to say, wait a minute, hold up. No, no, no. I, I stood on the grounds of what God called me to be. I'm okay if you want to open that door. But before you send me there, you need to make sure they know they're going to be a biker church. Now, if they want to keep their old name, I don't care. But part of their name is going to be ABC Biker Church. Are they willing to do that? I don't know. I don't think they're going to be willing. I can't do that then. If God meant for me to be at a Baptist church, I believe I'd already be at a Baptist church. I believe that in my heart. I don't know what. If God meant for me to be cogent, I believe I'd already been in a cogent church. If God meant for me to be Catholic, I believe I'd already be at a Catholic church. But he didn't open them doors for me. So why would I want to change that so I can be more popular? Because a lot of these guys running around here with these vests, they, they, they more popular here than they've ever been in their church. So they got more. I'm not chasing likes and views. I'm chasing the opportunity to teach God's word the way God called me to teach. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that scared me. I'm not going to lie, it scares me. But I'm okay with doing it. Look, I done done so many miles on a motorcycle, I can barely walk right now. I've been putting ice and hot on me ever since I came back from Memphis. I ain't gonna lie. But I'm still willing to do it. I get laughed at. I get good when I'm out in public. I get jokes at me. But thank God I grew up made for a partner. We trumped on each other all the time. So I'm used to jumping on each other. But that's what we do. 
But I look at Paul, and as strong as I think I am, I don't think I can do what Paul doing right now. When they escorted me this time, this is the first time Paul had an escort. When they escorted me this time, I probably would say, look at God, y'all send word back to them that I'm just going to retire. I think it's time for me to retire. I appreciate the love. I ain't never been protected. Normally when I go somewhere and they come after me, I get turned in. But you guys done protected me. I think I need to retire. Matter of fact, who, 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 who y'all say ready next? Timothy, I'm going to expedite his training. Is he young? He can run. I can't run no more. I don't know if I'd have done that, but in 2023, I think I probably would have done that. But Paul, you can tell you I know Paul is going to be is standing in, 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 the, in the trenches because we're going to be back next Sunday. <laughs> we're going to be in chapter 17. We're going to start at verse 16. So that's how I know. See, see how I build it too. Y'all come join us next week. So man, I, man, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Once again, we want to say thank you for allowing us to stand before you on this day, God. Continue to bless Queen City Bike Church, God. Continue to give us the strength to just keep this church moving, keep this church full, God. Continue to just bless us as we get ready for our bike Sunday, our inaugural grand opening of our new building, God. Continue to allow us to just have a good time, us for the praise to be praised and the word to be word and song to be sung and the joy to be joy. Continue to just lift us up and glorify us, God. Continue to just take Queen City Bike Church the way you've taken us. Somebody sent me a picture the other day, God, where they saw our sticker somewhere and that just made me smile. Because even in the midst of nowhere, the church is there. So continue to just bless this church in ways that you never blessed it. Continue to lift us up and glorify us. Continue to just reach your hand out to us we reach to follow you. And for this, Jesus Christ, we want to say amen, amen, amen.